0: Hey Pears fans, we're back, you better believe it, it's three friends talking about the game they love, the team they follow and all kinds of ill-advised trips down to Hampshire that go with it. It's on a pair. Where have we been? It's hard to tell. But we're back together, and that's always good to know. So, hello, Daryl Butler. How are you, my friend? I am very good, thank you, Jim. Dale, how have you been? Yeah, not, not so great. Not so great. Let's let's do okay. full disclosure here. Pete, hello. Brink, come on, I'm bringing you in now. We're going to do this all together. I feel like this needs to be an amnesty. Um, we did record a podcast for June. Halfway through the blast, it was a belter as well. It was a good Pete, one, wasn't it? Yeah. Pete put an awful lot into it. We were absolutely on form. We were dynamite, you and I, weren't we? Oh, we were absolutely brilliant. We uh, we did a crisp tasting session, didn't we? All kinds of things. Yep. Creative license, a lot of oh, laughs, beautiful. but we didn't release it. And, and, um, and there's a reason for that, isn't there, Peter? Uh, yes. Firstly, hi. Secondly, there was a catastrophic microphone failure, which will be the name of my thrash metal band. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, the, the failure. The failure was that Pete's microphone was on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, uh, hardware failure. Sorry. Yeah. So June didn't happen. Look, if if we ever thought a pod wasn't going to come out, yeah. it would have been due to my complete negligence. Test. Unbelievably, Peter Sonberg, tech error, IT master himself. But we'll let it go. No biggie, no worries. It was my error, my error alone. You two are legends, move on. Okay, Ace. Okay. So this pod's going to be a little bit different. We're going jingle free. We're going to go in free form. It's kind of like an amnesty as such. So there's so much that happened since we last spoke to you in what, May? It was early May as well, wasn't it? Yeah. A whole world away. So we're going to cover Worcestershire in terms of tournaments and everything else, but we'll make it brief. uh, Because we feel like there's some bigger things at play here in the world of cricket. So we're going to get onto those bits as well. And if we're going to start anywhere... We've probably got to start with the King of Spain, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. So after a squillion billion years, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the club have finally put a grown-up in charge. Not the people there aren't grown-ups, but you know what I mean. We've been waiting for a, a director of cricket for a long time. We haven't got a director of cricket, but we have got a, a chief executive slash managing director. What's his job? What's his CEO, what's he doing? isn't he? Chief executive officer. Okay, he's CEO. Yeah. I, I don't know what that means. What does that mean in like normal person speak? As far as I'm aware, it means he's pretty much in charge of everything. There's been a bit of a reshuffle behind the scenes, haven't know with uh, Dave Hoskins leaving. So he takes on high-level commercial and cricketing matters. And then, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. So I mean, he's the he top dog. Fair enough. I just never really quite know what that means. Like, oh. I'd want to be like Lord Protector of Cricket yeah, or something absolutely. cool like that. Chief Executive Officer, Chief Operating Officer. It's very clinical. um so how nice you... if Pete's finally keep his promises as well, is not it? He's been promising that since December 21? <laughs> it's <laughs> two, two and a half years. Really well. I knew there was a reason we haven't been doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, so how do we feel about that then? What's What, what are our thoughts on that? Because we haven't really discussed it. For me, it's somebody outside the club for a start, because I was expecting it to be... Joe Leach retires and then becomes director of cricket. Yeah. I mean, I genuinely thought we'd go there as well next year. But. Yeah, so, I mean, how he's going to perform, who only knows, but it's great to just see a fresh pair of eyes from outside the club looking in uh, to come in and hopefully make some changes and for the better with a bit of luck. But what do we feel about it? I don't know. Honestly, he's a local lad. Glad that it's happened, TBC. Well, yeah. I was going to say outside the club, but still not outside the county. Well, he lives in Troybridge, <laughs> doesn't he? Yeah. Well, that's, that's good. No, it's, I it's, agree it's with you. I think it's good. It's a fresh set of eyes. He's got prominence in the game. Um, I wish it had all been sorted sooner. Um, it always felt like it was an appointment we had to get right and get in place early because of the amount of players that were out of contract. So I know we're going to come on to contracts and transfers etc. But it was all a little bit late in the day um, for doing all those negotiations. I'm not saying Giles in charge at the very start of the season makes a difference. But having somebody in that position and having clear direction might have made a difference, so I'm a little annoyed it's taken so long. But at least they've taken the time and they've got someone of stature. And as you say, how we will perform, we'll see and we'll judge him accordingly. Recently, in the England setup, he was um, reasonably successful in a coaching capacity as well at Warwickshire. Um, and like you say, he, he had his name, he's a credibility. Is he an, an inspiring individual? No. I mean, he's he the sort of cricketing name that people go, Wow, Ashley Giles. No, but people he's respected, he's well-liked, and he's won stuff. Do you know what I like about him already? He didn't do members and supporters. He just oh, did supporters. I, I must confess, i you know, I, I did a joke did at the club. Oh, why'd you do that? I can't bear it. Um, but obviously some people seem to want to have that thing for their own, for whatever. But yes, it is refreshing. You are on an equal playing field to people. And the general consensus in the uh, members forums that they've been is that he comes across well, which is what you'd expect, given the roles that he's had in the game. So yeah, as you say, proper grown up. I think that's a, probably the best summary. It'd be interesting to know if that if he was in if he was in place towards the back end of last year. The hope was last yeah back end of last summer, wasn't it? Had there been an appointment sooner, we might well have seen in certain circumstances, maybe when it comes to personnel, if there was a vision for what the club was going to be and we knew who it was going to be then perhaps we wouldn't be dealing with the contractual issues that we have been and we are probably going to be looking at next year as well The is, cricket is the way it is that, you yeah. know, players move on that's fine yeah. and I don't begrudge them that and there will be more of the same next year it's true at every county but I think a, a clear vision for the future with a, knowing who's in charge and how they're going to do it will probably make players feel more comfortable about staying I, I think that's fair yeah. Yeah. if you're not sure then you go somewhere that potentially is stable. You make a good point as well. There's a lot of contracts that were running out all at the same time, wasn't there? And it it might be a case of one step back to take a couple of steps forward. I just hope he gets given the time to do that. It'll be interesting to see how he operates, because this will probably be the most challenging job he's taken on in terms of the level of resources, because he's been, what, Warwickshire, Lancashire, England set up. So he's been used to bigger operating budgets, you'd imagine. So it'll be interesting to see what he does at a club like we're we're player development that's what we do we find good players we make them better and we have them for as long as we can keep hold of them I feel like he will he will likely improve our ability to recruit and likely improve our ability to retain and that's cool if he brings in better than what we've got Ace I'm sure his Rolodex is sizable and I'm sure if Ashley Giles is phoning you up and saying come and play for my cricket team that will mean something you know it really will so yeah a little bit later than we'd liked. that's an understatement but a solid place to start. Feels like we should have had a fanfare for finally a director of cricket, but no jingles, in it? We're going from cricket show to podcast, and then this is like this is proper basement. We've gone from the penthouse, Chat- and we're now we're now in the service the service quarters. And I suppose if we're talking about Gino's potential ability to recruit and to retain, we probably should talk about the contractual situations. There's been a lot of anger. Within the fan base. And that's... Not, I mean, there always is. Let's be honest. God, we've got a grumpy lot, haven't we? We have got a grumpy <laughs> yeah. lot. Stay away from social media if uh, if you want to keep on an even keel when it comes to these things. But it, it's been... Uh, it's been tumultuous. A couple of days before we... Well, we all went down to Hampshire for the, the T20 quarter final. We'll talk about that later. We had an ace time, by the way. The result wasn't great, but... Dylan Pennington decides that not only is he going to go and join Nottinghamshire, but he also... Decided to do a photo shoot, with a flag round his shoulders. That particular move annoyed me a lot. I don't mind him going. I don't blame him for going. It's the nature of cricket. But the photo shoot made me. Well, I... it's, it, it wasn't. <clears throat> Excuse me. It wasn't the photo shoot. Even it was the timing of it. The day before a quarter final in the T20. Just wait. Yeah. Just wait, man. You know, and, and 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 you know, you talk about grumpy fanbase and all that. I think they had absolutely every right to be grumpy there because I was with them 100 percent on that. I've got over it now. Well, got over it three days later. But at best, it's really stupid. At worst, it's hugely disrespectful. Yeah, well, it, it made all parties look like idiots, didn't it? it? He looked quite frankly rude and disrespectful, as you say. Knots looked like something you're probably going to tell me off for saying, so I won't say the word. But <laughs> I mean. It, 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 Say it, first... Say it, does, Say it, Let it out. Because we, all, I think we've we got any beeps. I know we're not doing fun We'll beep it. Yeah. I mean, it was just a complete and a... wasn't it? From nothing. Else? <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I knew you were going to swear, but wow. Yeah. Okay. And and it made Worcestershire look weak and look like a minor... Well, do you know what that was? Puff. It was. That's, it was for me. I... The Outlaws Comms team. Yeah, they can get in the sea. And here's for why. I don't mind a sarky tweet or a teasing tweet, like or oh, see you see you next week, because you know they've just had a yeah, shocking yeah, yeah, performance absolutely. and there's like a, a bit of bounce and you're teasing each other to willfully disrespect another club and that is that is hugely disrespectful yeah. I think I was going to say the timing of it is all knots because the photo shoot was done much earlier in the week the release was on knots mm. the day before yeah. but the thing is don't do the photo no, don't shoot don't do if it. You oh, you're right Paddington, I agree with you I mean I wouldn't because he's 9 foot 6 and he'd rip my arms off but he needs a poke in the eye he needs a good Chinese burn because who, who's there advising him? We knew that there were players that were going to go. But he's kind of like, well, I'll go and do a photo shoot. Who's, who's kind of going, who of his mates or his family or his agent or whoever's brokering this is saying, just leave it. Just leave it. If, if they're going to announce it now, they announce it now. You've signed the contract. It is what it is. But you get your head down, you shut your, shut your mouth and you finish the season. Yeah. Because you've got your big break here and you've got to open the bowling encounter <clears throat> cricket and you've got to do that as a very young man and you've got to learn on the job. Which you don't get at counties like Nottinghamshire. So who's Like who's advising him? Not that he needs to be advised. He's a grown man. He's a grown man in his mid twenties. Just it, it's, it's madness. And it, I I I felt I felt embarrassed for everybody. You know. Yeah. Um. So that one that one stank. Um. Basically, Jack Haynes has done it the way that you probably should do it, which is that he's just been a professional, and he's made a choice. And I don't. Again, I don't blame him for his choice he wants to play for a bigger club for more money with a uh, in Division 1 with a chance to play Test cricket fair enough so he said I'm leaving had a good time going to further my career and you go okay and then Josh Tongs I feel like sort of somewhere in the middle where the county is stuck by him through serious injury after serious injury he's gone from our fourth best performing seam bowler at the start of this season to in an Ashes test Yeah. and now he's gone so how, how do we feel about that one you first, because I've got a, I've got a general uh, ramp coming. No, <laughs> fair enough. Again, similar to, to Haynes, I'm not that fussed about how he's gone or when he's gone or anything like that. Uh, the, 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 the comment I keep seeing, which annoys me, is that the idea that he's got to go somewhere bigger to get into the test side. Well, he's had his test debut playing for Worcestershire. Why, why is that an issue? I don't, I don't really understand that comment, but if he feels that way, then fair enough. I mean, it could it could just be a case that it's more money. Big, bigger club, more money. Yeah, that's fair and, and enough. And get, yeah, get to live enough. in Nottingham, and, that's and, and again, yeah. that's fine. The the lack of recompense, the lack of financial reward for developing and maintaining Josh Tongue, because you know we have maintained yeah. him as well. That's not the player's fault, and I think that's that's really important. And and of course, at, time, not, yeah. at times the players bear the brunt of it, or the clubs bear the brunt of it. But again, to an extent, it's not Nottinghamshire's fault. Players are available. Because their contracts are running and they're all good players. You think, well, Josh Tong, he bowls quick. Dylan Pennington, tall, can do a bit of everything, great in all formats. He's developing all the time. Jack Haynes can play all formats, can play every kind of shot. All three are available. All three make their squad better. And coming from Worcestershire, all three are well within their budget. So, not to an extent, would be mad not to take... Is there an answer to it, though? I I, I mean, people talk about transfer fees, and that'll just sue the bigger teams, eventually. You, well, the, yeah, there is, and I think we're going to touch on it in a bit. Okay. Let's um, touch on it now, Pete. Come on, just give, give us, give us, give us, a, give us a little teaser. Well, it was mentioned in the high performance review. Those dreadful words. Oh God, you're bringing that back up again. But we need to because we lost the ashes, so you know we need another review. <laughs> there was some good stuff in there, um, and I'm annoyed it was dismissed in its entirety. There are bits of it that were rubbish. But there were really good bits of it as well. And some of it did talk about compensation scheme based on development, length of contract, age, and all of that kind of thing. So it's almost like a good old ECB matrix where you know you go up the one side and it says time at club and number of appearances or along the bottom. you'd love it that. It's like a mm. picture oh. thing. So I, I don't think anyone's talking about transfer fees because that's a very dangerous, slippery slope. But a better compensation scheme that takes into account length of service versus how old you are. Because at the moment, it's a decreasing value, isn't it? You get more as a youngster and it gets less as you go on. Right. Whereas it's got to be flipped. You know, Barnard oh, was so a clas- I, classic example, really valuable to us. That should cost Warwickshire more than it yeah. should to pick up Josh Baker. So that instead, it, yeah, so that the logic being is that you are you get paid less because you've had that player for longer and benefited from them when really it should be the other way around, where... You know, the value of the player is all the value So in football, I mean, just um, why not? I'll give you a visual. Daz is currently rocking his, um, uh, I said it's purple, or is it magenta? Cov City away shirt with um, yellow trim. It's a really nice Hummel number. I've got my Exeter City 1992-93 retro away shirt on. We're playing each other in a pre-season friendly. But in fo- so in football terms, when a player leaves under the age of 24, there is a tribunal system where they'll work out how long they've been at the club so the amount of development that player's done how many first team games they've played and they work out a value of that player also in terms of what contract were they on what contract were they offered by the current club and what contract did they sign for their new club on a free and they work out the, kind of the intrinsic value of that player and then the governing body of the game says right that's what you pay them yeah, and it may well be in installments, or it might be you know an element of yeah. um, after a certain amount of appearances. So we, have I mean, boring, but I'm going to do it. So um, Archie Collins, he's uh, 23 and he's just left Exeter City, and he's been with us since he was 11, and he left on a free, and for that we got 900,000 pounds because he's played 200 games for in our first team, right. you know, and and like so that's a big chunk of change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's under contract, it'd probably cost a bit more, but on the whole scheme of things, we got him for a length of a contract and we've been recompensed for the development we've given them and the quality of player they've got. So it's, that seems like that, it's that, that that's sort of system. system. And it's kind of difficult to argue against that as an idea. If um, we can double back to, to transfers, I'm, I'm less bothered by the player. I completely understand yours and fans' angers at the Pennington thing. I kind of just brushed over it. I think it's because I was on a downer about cricket anyway um, because of the uh, equality report, but that's, that's a different story. What I've been more annoyed by is the rhetoric surrounding transfers, mainly from, from our own supporters, obviously not the supporters that listen to this podcast because they're legends, no, they're, or the ones informed, that I was gonna say, they're very informed and knowledgeable people. or, people. or <laughs> the ones that follow us on X, uh, formerly known as Twitter, you know, because they're legends as well. Um, but I think there's a couple of things. Firstly, there's an assumption, or there's this chat that everybody jumped ship. Everyone has their own reasons for leaving. Everyone has their own motives. We can't kid ourselves that clubs like Knott's have got better resources. They've got better, you know, better coaching facilities. You know, we haven't even got a gym on site. So we can't kid ourselves that we've got these world-class facilities because we ain't. So that's the first thing. Does everybody have the same value to us? No. I'm, you know, we haven't mentioned Pat Brown going to Derbyshire. You know, he was great for us once, but that doesn't give him a divine right to have a lifetime contract. He was brilliant. He helped us win that T20 trophy and we'll be forever grateful for that. But he hasn't really performed, I don't think, since then, had suffered injuries. So can't get in our Red Bull side at all. Hasn't for years. So, you know, that's that's money, that's salary. So Pat Brown moving on. Thanks for your service, but good, all the best for the future. But, you know, not really that first. Tongue, I've kind of resigned myself to that we haven't had him. So I do think he's our best bowler when he's in full swing, Um but we haven't seen enough of him. Paddington stings. I will give you that one because he's the one that was showing real development and, and becoming a really good player. There's talk of Ben Cox, That's the latest one to uh, to depart, isn't it? Nothing been announced at the moment. Um, but again, can't get in the side. You know, Roderick has outperformed him with bat and gloves in many ways. At least been a, an equal to. So again, you know, does everybody have the same value? No, I think you've got to look at each player differently. The one that's bothered me the most, so is this. We, and you've said it earlier, we keep bringing people through only for them to be taken. And I've bored you to death on this on WhatsApp, so apologies. But do we? Do we really? Is our academy as good as people say it is? I don't think it is. I'm not sure it is. At best, it's got us to Division Two over the last few years and hasn't got us promoted. Um, a lot of our players playing at the moment are bought in, and we're glad they're bought in. Jake Libby, you did a tweet earlier. What was it? Best signing? Uh, I can't, I'm trying. I was trying to think of a better signing than Jake Libby. And I think since you're right. Two thousand. I think you're right. So he's been bought machine. in. Another player this year. Two players who were up for the Chavindavarz probably Hose Matthew Wait bought them in. Yep. And Roderick, I'd say is up for Roderick, bought in. Them. You know, you look at some players who have made really big achievements. We've done a lot of getting from other clubs. Whether that's they've not been getting game time at knots, whether they've been looking to developed themselves, uh, like Ross Whiteley from Derbyshire. So there's a, no doubt we have developed great players, but I'm not sure we've yes, got a prolific I, academy. And also, I, sorry, just one more point is, if our academy is so good, why did we get Brooks in on loan for one game? Why did we get Sanian for one game? Surely there is an academy bowler that could have come to the fore and played for one fixture, if that academy is so good. End of rant. I find Pete now immediately... Significantly more attractive. I, I need to calm down. Yeah, I, think I know. Right? The drink oh, then, uh, sorry, one more thing. Ruined it. Come on, then, Colombo. Just <laughs> one more thing. Just one more. <laughs> the idea that I've seen it a bit on Twitter why don't Knots develop their own players? They do. If you look at their starting lineup, they've got five or six academy players in their starting lineup at the moment. So, this idea that they buy them all in, they just have more players go off and do other things like franchise or test cricket. So, I think that's a little bit unfair as well. It's a cheap shot. I mean, I, I don't like knots. Lovely ground, terrible club, but <laughs> they do develop talent, and there is a pathway into their well, side. Pa- so I par- think it's a bit. Unfair. Apparently, they've just signed the Cathedral, so they'll have an even <laughs> nicer ground. Well, look, I, I, I think it's I think it's a valid point, and I think it's a point that you have to make with a little bit of distance from it, which is what we're doing. It is interesting, isn't it, when you talk about the academy? There's there's a difference between academy and developing players. So, what we're very good at, I think, is giving young, unproven players a chance. Yeah, which are. Either from the academy, or if we're honest, from Shropshire, yeah. um, because that's what we do. Because Joe Leach, because Pennington, because Barnard, because Joe Clark. Yeah. Um, well, also not not Shropshire, but players like Cassie Valley, who obviously signed, giving him a chance to develop, etc. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's a valid point. Ben Gibbon, we'd give him a chance, but he, he played. He was with Lancashire, and he played for Cheshire, and but for some reason, we sort of we subsume those and kind of go. We develop. We are our homegrown side. We're not. But I think it's probably just a, a snap sort of reaction. It's a way of articulating. It's just a way of emphasising yeah. or articulating. Do you know what? This isn't fair. The, the accusations levelled at Knots and the claims that some of our fans have made about our academy are overblown. But I think they come from an honest yes, sense, an honest sense of injustice, which we can we can kind of pick apart the, the technicalities of what the kind of complaints are. But the complaint is that you know what this isn't fair. I think I would happens. like to see some players given more of a chance. Like I say the say anything thing didn't make any sense. Surely, sorry, uh, just dip in. There's some expensive players expensive as well. Why yeah, yeah. a guy in to yeah. play a game of cricket? I don't like what, what. What's the point of Mitchell Stanley? Right and now? there's a couple yeah. of players who have been hyped up. I've um, obviously a Davalath we've seen a game this year, um, but a couple of players last season who were hyped up. Cullen we haven't seen yet. Um, uh, Davidson, the slow left armour. Haven't seen anything of him. Reeve Evitts. Haven't seen anything of him again. So it's academy player. Just comes to the fore. And then you won't see him again for three years. Well, it's a good point about Brooks uh, and Saney, isn't it? Because there was, there was a lad, before Sadie came in, there was a lad who took a tenfer in the seconds the week before. Yep. Did you play him. Or play Josh Baker. And for anybody who does have their pitchforks at the moment it's currently marching on my house to yeah. <laughs> uh, accost me. I'm happily talked to you at New Road about it. I just feel strongly about the fact that our Academy is a bit overhyped. Uh, yeah. I but I do I-, I do appreciate that there's that initial reaction and when you know you're given that news and there's a bit of a defensive mechanism of I do understand all that. Josh Josh Baker Academy? Yeah. Finch Baker, Dolly Haynes, Josh Tung. Ben Cox. Ben Cox. Pat Brown. Yep. That's seven. Yep. Am I missing anyone? Probably. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's reasonable. Oh, it is reasonable. I mean, a lot of those players, you know, like, you, you haven't played um, for us um, in Red Bull cricket. So the side is yeah. sort oh, of no, 50-50. I, yeah. Absolutely but, I understand that. I mean, they're not every form talisman or, you know, per se. The names are there, but it's not disproportionate compared to other sides, is it? No, we're we're more than very good at developing and bringing through. Sorry, Yorkshire. We're more than capable of bringing through players, and we're more than capable of bringing through some players who will make a solid contribution to county cricket. I'm not going to dispute that. But I think also, you know, when people say, "Come and have a look at," you know, what who's going to come to us? Well, lots of people because it happens every season. Rob Jones, we haven't mentioned him yet. He's jumped over from uh, Lancashire. To, so there's there's always players who will win to come to Worcestershire because there's, there's space in our lineup um, for you to get regular cricket and well, to prove yourself in formats that you haven't had a chance to. Well, I mean, absolutely. it won't surprise you to know I've got a spreadsheet. <laughs> I'm working out, you know, contributions. <laughs> just you. To, there will be you there will be some proper analysis done on this uh, to you know. I, no point making statements if I can't back them up with facts, is there? Hey, look, no one is more excited <laughs> about the prospect of you analysing a spreadsheet of your own concoction, Pete, than I. <laughs> um, but I think we might want to leave it there. Yeah. Um, so the the overarching feeling then is the idea that we are academy driven and very successful in that sense is slightly overhyped. Yeah. The idea that knots aren't that is slightly overhyped. But the overriding feeling of frustration within the fan base is justified because it ain't fair. No. Is that, is that a fair summation? It is. But also, it'll be all right. You know, players have left before. Um. For different reasons, that's worth pointing out as well. You know, the exodus that fans are referring to uh, in recent times was due to a very different issue, and players' positions at Worcestershire was untenable, so they had to move on. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, this feels more like this sort of era when Steve Davies, yeah, left and batty yeah, on. Solanke and, and batty, batty impression. I don't know what you're talking about. Steve, man. Have you got Steve not, I've, actually, I've not, I've not wheeled out my Batty for a yeah, season yeah. or two, am I? Uh, but actually, that yeah, was very similar going? in a way because Batty left under a bit of a cloud, didn't he? Yeah, it was he Sort of. So, yeah, I, but, I think it'll be all right. You know, okay. this, well, this notion that we were going to become a minor county, I hear that one said a lot. You can't, you have to apply to become a first-class team. You can't just get relegated. Otherwise, Leicestershire would have been minor counties years ago. Um, Fair point. I mean, I'm just wondering what else we're going to discuss and what else Pete can absolutely slap down the supporter base for. Yeah, um, I mean, <laughs> these are our listeners, Pete, that you're slagging off. So for those of you who are still listening, this is on a path. <laughs> yeah, all two of you. No, well, look. I think I think we've demonstrated anger. I think we've demonstrated an element of common sense, and we've done. we we've, we've gone through a breakup here, haven't we? We've gone yeah. through the stages of a breakup, and now we're going. We'll be fine. We'll go. Don't worry about it. Play more fish in the sea. There's that's a good that's we're at. Yeah. I love you. Don't leave. You've left. I hate you anyway. You're an idiot. God damn it. It does God, feel I'm so like lonely. That. Don't worry. Here comes Rob Jones. Rob Jones. It does feel. love. It does feel that way, doesn't it? Like The reaction, is, and it happens in all sports and across all teams, but it, it does feel like uh, a girlfriend that's just left us, like, especially with Pennington. I wouldn't know, mate. They don't leave me. <laughs> you don't get them, that's why. No, that's true. It does feel like the pictures no, you described of a Pennington in the not shirt, it just feel like you've walked in and caught him in bed with someone else. Yeah. It? yeah. Look, it's fine. I'm not even bothered, okay? <laughs> I was going to leave anyway. Well, um, look, yeah, I think... You have to be sort of pragmatic about it. The landscape is what it is. Yeah. We we hope for institutional change to allow clubs like Worcestershire and clubs like Leicestershire and, and you know the, the have nots really have nots. No, no, Not no. Uh,
1: <laughs> I, I, You know what?
0: I, I thought about saying that, and I thought, no, they'll leave it. They'll let it go. But of course, you won't. Um, that but they'll facilitate a, an even playing field. For the counties, or actually, just motivate them to keep going. I think it's important that you you motivate these clubs to invest in the academy, invest in youth, because the way that counties like Derbyshire and Leicestershire and Worcestershire thrive is by giving young, unproven talent an opportunity, developing them, being rewarded for it, and continuing that process, and then potentially they can build a side with a combination of good young talent, experienced pros, and people in their prime, which means that they can compete every now and again. Whereas with the system as it is at the moment. It just means, unless you've got a pot full of money, unless you're like Surrey or, you know, and you can just well, spend lots of money on a big squad of specialist players, you're not going to win much. Well, just interestingly, I think Giles at one of the forums said that he does see the compensation and, and transfer structure changing, but it will be driven by big clubs who lose players to franchise contracts and they'll want compensation. So once they feel hard done by, They'll want recompense, and that will then filter its way down. So as soon as it becomes not fair on the big teams, the little teams, yeah. You know, yes, yeah, the even bigger franchise teams. That, together, my yeah. friend, is trickle down economics. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Oh my goodness me! So, do we think it's going to be something that has to come from the ICC then? Possibly. If you, you know, if we're saying these franchises and you know, on the moon or whatever, uh, are <laughs> going to have to start compensating your salaries and your nothing and your Warwickshires and what have you, then. I can't wait wait for the Sea of Tranquility Super Kings to start. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not doing the away day there. Hampshire was far (laughs) enough. Um, Right, okay. So uh, let's keep it light-hearted, lads. State of the game. An independent review has highlighted the significant issues with people of ethnicity and of women being treated fairly within the game of cricket at all levels. And I don't think any of that is a surprise at all. However, it would appear to certain individuals who happen to be exclusively white, male, and middle aged, they don't think it is a problem. <laughs> Ian, Ian Botham, <clears throat> great cricketer, <clears throat> terrible person. Um, yeah, it's times so, like this where he's very much Somerset's, not ours. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you know, Durham. They can keep Good old Lord Brexit. <laughs> I'll do Jesus. a joke about me. And it's player, but uh, I've already used that word today. So, full disclosure: if we're going to just alienate, alienate everyone, if if you're a if you're a supporter and you think that this review into racism and sexism is nonsense and it's a waste of money like Ian Botham does, it's probably not for you. If you haven't seen it or experienced it, it's not about you. So don't make it about you, because yeah. people are talking about um, explicit examples of being treated disrespectfully, abused. Uh, disregarded flat out ignored and it's not okay um, so there we are there's, there, there's my preachy bit the uh, outcomes really essentially of this report say that there has to be financial penalties there's been um, points deductions for Yorkshire who have been at the, the, the heart of this because of the um, Rafiq scandal yep. and it, the whole thing leaves a kind of a, a bit of taste in the mouth I don't know how much we want to do on this but I feel like it's weird not to mention it yeah I think you've, you've covered it very well, to be honest. Um, and we don't need to get... Because we've said quite a lot of this uh, over time with you know, covering the Women's Rapids and, and talking about the Rafiq scandal. I think that the thing for me is it came out, didn't it, whilst we were playing Derbyshire, and I immediately, having read it, lost interest in cricket. It just made me feel sad. And it made me feel sad because it wasn't a surprise. Yeah. And we knew it, we've seen it. Okay, we're not the three best people you know, to talk about it in that you know we we don't have that experience, but but we, we've just seen countless examples of issues with race, gender, and class, um, and the fact that it wasn't a surprise as I say it just made me annoyed, and it kind of made me lose interest in cricket a little bit um, because things need to change, and when you think something like this comes along that really drops the the bombshell that it needed to. Somebody like Botham comes along and says, Oh, no, it's was a waste of money. And you think, Oh. And I, I struggled to grasp a scenario in my head where we had actually meaningful change that filtered down to grassroots cricket. As three white, middle aged, educated men, although we can't speak explicitly about it in terms of personal experience, it's, good, it, it's important to talk about it, or it's important to reference it and Absolutely. be aware of it because it is almost exclusively white, middle aged, middle class men who are denying that it's a problem because they play cricket on a Sunday and everyone gets on fine and they go well in which case well in which case and it's a little bit thing like you know, when you're on Twitter and someone they, they ask a question about something and then people answer it in a very very specific um, self-centric context go well I actually I don't do that yes, it's, well, well, it's, I'm not talking about you then it's not about <laughs> it's not about you you can join in you know, yeah. maybe if you can just see it from someone else's perspective, imagine experiencing the world from another point. It's called empathy. Yeah, yeah you know, absolutely. Yeah. Have a crack at empathy. And I don't think cricket actually is very good at that. No. Um, well, I don't think sport is. It's sometimes hard to make people understand because I think I would have been that person 10 years ago, to be quite honest with you. And I would have taken the attitude that because I never heard any sort of, part of this um, review talked about homophobia as well and sort of of the gay people or LGBT plus people they spoke to uh, over half said they'd experienced some sort of homophobia. Now, I'll be honest with you, 10 years ago, I'd have been saying, well, I haven't, so why is it a problem? And I would have been that person. And I think um, my experiences with the unicorns have helped me understand why certain things that I would not take as offensive or I would not get upset about other people do. And, And that's been a really good learning curve for me and uh, experience like playing against teams like that and with teams like that for all these other cricket clubs, like you mentioned, Latworth, who've um, been hosting the Unicorns and, and all the lads there have said that they've gained so much experience out of that one game, um, hearing how different things, different words can affect different people differently has just made them tone down the dressing room slightly because all this, all this is all about dressing rooms being sort of alpha-centric. alpha, but one alpha, It takes one alpha male to take charge, yeah. doesn't it? And it's just about educating Everybody else in that dressing room, everyone else in that—I I really think it's a dressing room issue. Because they've highlighted a, drinking cultures as well yeah, they, in dressing rooms as being a driving factor. It, it's a good point about how everyone experiences the world differently. Yeah. So we can have exactly the same experience, you know, externally, but we'll process it differently. Yeah, right? absolutely. You are a, well, in certain circumstances, a confident, informed man who's got a big personality and a big frame. Yeah. You know, it's you're not the sort of person yeah, that's going to yeah. be intimidated necessarily. Correct. In Correct. So. The way that you travel through time and space as a human being matters, and the kind of personality you are dependent. You know, it's, if you're the kind of person that's happy to speak out and speak up and go, "This isn't a problem," you're probably not the sort of person that yeah, they're absolutely. going to go after. Yeah, as well. absolutely. So there's lots, absolutely. There's lots of yeah. things to this. So, so this is what I worry about. Sometimes I think with things like this, I think someone like me can be the problem sometimes as well. Where, where I you don't... are, you are always a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you floored me though because you've you've put across a, a very good point there, and I genuinely thought. You were just going to throw yourself as an example of why inclusivity shouldn't be a thing. Like, you know, like I, I, I shouldn't be playing cricket. I thought you were going to go down comedy route yeah. and yeah. self-deprecation, but you didn't. You went genuine. No, my my fl- terrible batting f- is what I should be playing. Yes. You floored me, You floored me with sincerity. Oh, goodness me. Hey, well, look, um, welcome to the Woke podcast. Um, <laughs> the Chris Woke podcast. Oh, hey, God. God. hey, where are you from? Um, and, uh, How good has he been, by the way? A very very good cricketer in England. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I, I chop it while 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 we're just while we're just dipping our toe into the test match. If you play Ben Folks in this Ashes series, we England won. win yeah. the end. God damn it! Just yeah. play your best I, keeper uh, and stop having to try and take twenty five wickets every test. Anyway, sorry everyone. <laughs> I agree totally. I mean, he'd have got more runs as well. I think probably. <laughs> But yeah, when I say I, I can't see a scenario where where things improve. I think you know we can do is keep talking, keep championing, keep trying to promote where possible. Things are improving. Yes, they are. They They always will. Um, But yeah, just keep doing. So please don't be disheartened about about people's reaction to it because yeah, it is out there still. It is happening. It happens in rugby and football and cricket and every other sport you, you want to name. It's not. Com- it's not comparable. This is this is why the members and supporters thing winds me up so much because you're just dividing people. You're basically saying you're a group of people who either through circumstance, schedule, money can't afford or can't, can't don't have the time to pay for a piece of paper. That's all it is, isn't it? Yeah. A member. It's a good point. And it's a div- it's divided, that's, that's, and it that's, doesn't that's need to full be. stop. Three test matches out of six are in and it's, it doesn't take into money. account that somebody. Really wants to become a member, but can't afford the two hundred and fifty quid. Well, hold that thought, Peter de Sonberg, because any other business is Jim Dale's turn. Okay, good, And Excellent. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have an actual thing. We're gonna do a serious any other business. Not, I mean, this has been serious. It's not gonna be like this serious, serious. Wow, this has been this has been intense. They've been waiting for us to come back because everything's been a bit wonky. And they go, you on a pair, boys. They'll sort this out. We'll get some light-hearted reverence. They'll make some jokes about stuff to do with things. There'll be some funny sound effects, and we can all move on with our lives." And instead, we've gone. Well, the state of society today is such that we're all doomed. Um, sorry, guys. That was a rubbish Gareth Batty impression. <laughs> That's really unfair. A really Gareth I know. I think it's just a state, of, and it's why we haven't done an episode, isn't it? Because we love the game, absolutely love the game. If that hasn't come across in three, uh, well, two I'm, and a bit we series, lo- we love the club as well. I'm I'm absolutely love it, and have loved doing this for many different reasons, and and still do. But the game's just got a bit annoying. It needs there's bits of it that need to change. Yeah. Um, the high performance review, as I mentioned, outlined some of it: better narrative, better transfers, use of lions. The Equality Report has mentioned it. We just need some decisions, some action. And our love of the game will, will kick back in again, I think. Yeah. On that note, we'll lighten things up. Just before we decided that cricket was ruined, we went on a jolly up. Qualify for the quarterfinals, we felt we were going to be somewhere near. We'd play some good cricket to get there. So the three of us thought we'd take time off work, book ourselves some hotel rooms. I say hotels. We stayed at a Wetherspoons, people. Yes, we did. And we went down to Hampshire to cheer on the boys for about eight minutes. Yeah. Because that <laughs> that's it. how long it took for that game and to be over. And five minutes of that was pre-match. <laughs> um, so, gents, let's just let's just get to it. The T20 campaign, overall, how did we feel? It was a bit feast or famine, wasn't it? We were either really good or really bad for a lot of the time. But we just enough days where we were good enough to qualify, so that was... I think oh, we were, it was a lot better than the previous year. <laughs> so, I think it's as predicted. We were competitive. Yeah. And we played some good cricket. We played some questionable cricket at times. We I think we only really got turned over twice. Um, and even the one with we Yorkshire away, we, we sort of cantered up to 200 and didn't feel so bad. But we was really a bit of a stuffy. So we weren't blown away by anybody, we didn't blow anyone away over the knots know, amusingly. We, we smashed knots, I mean I'd say that Lancashire at home was an absolute cakewalk. Th- the thing that's annoyed me about the T20 campaign is not the Hampshire game, the quarter final. it's the fact that we didn't beat Warwickshire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and actually once they comfortably turned they were, They were the best side, in it. Yeah, but, but, you know, again, all teams from the south... And the four teams that are in the south were the top four in Division One. I don't know if you saw that at one stage. Well, you know, we um, we've had the, ten the, years now of playing the same bloody teams every year, in it. I don't I mean, like north it, south. I think it should be mixed. I mean, group. I know Hampshire's. A, it was nice to go somewhere different for change. Wasn't it would it, be nice it? to go a Gloss or Glam or yeah, Gloss or Glam. somewhere local, or Taunton. You know, we've got three local local-ish games there. Oh, Taunton's come on, let's, let's take Let's take Let's take a. Let's take, a, let's take, a, a, let's take a nap when it comes to the rants, lads. We've all suffered enough. But yeah, the north, the northern group have provided all the test tide. You know, the Northern group have invented Bazball, So those lot are too busy smashing it all over the place in the test <laughs> matches. So, yeah, I thought it was good. It was really good. It was uh, quarterfinals. I didn't think we'd get there. I think I th- predicted we'd be just short. Yeah. Um, clearly, you're a big deal and you know better. <laughs> well. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I feel really good about it. And I feel good about the away trip now I've got over the disappointment. And it was good to have you away from home for your first proper away match. This is true. Like, I'm I'm 39 years old and I hadn't ever done a Worcestershire away day. Like, I've lived in various different places, so I've seen Worcestershire play at plenty of other grounds. No, well, you know, notably, you know, the Oval plenty and Hove and all that sort of stuff. But never actually travelled from Worcestershire to another ground to watch them play, apart from Lords in a final. Back in the nineties, so it was a it was a Friday night was up, and it was thoroughly good fun. We stayed in Andover and saw our mate Lee, which was lush. Um, you two went heavy on the the alcohol early doors. Did Do you especially dance the way day. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I I I that's I mean it did I mean you bought glamorous. a ra- you bought a round of a lot of drinks which cost you about five pounds in the weather. Yeah, weather- how, was, how was the south cheaper than here? <laughs> um, I mean. I, Having been to Andover for just one day, knowing what we know about the place, is that we were the three I best mean, looking blokes there. It's, it's sure. an it's an ugly joint, oh, isn't it? I'm, sure I'm not. It we're not shallow people, but goodness me, what a bunch of rotters Andover was. There was not a good looking person in that no. town. It no. was it was uh, brutal, and that was after the fifteen pints that I had according to Pete. I know, babes. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, if you're buying if you're buying rounds that include both Jaeger bombs and double brandies and whiskies with your pints before the game, I mean. It, it, if I recall correctly, that round that Pete chastised me for, I gave him my debit card and sent him to the bar. Yeah, with explicit, explicit orders of what to purchase. <laughs> no, I and mean, look, we, we went big. Uh, we went big. Um, unlike Worcestershire, who were soundly beaten. Just out of interest, what did you think of the Rose Bowl? Do you understand why we think it's dreadful? Oh, good point. I mean, you hate it. You really hate it. Um, I, I was a lot, lot better with fans in there. Yeah, the last time I went, it was a... One day or on a Wednesday, yeah, night and there's half the, the stands day. closed yeah. off, isn't there? Yeah, um, my feelings in the Rose Bowl actually, I was pleasantly surprised. The first thing about it is that it's a pain in the backside to get to, which is annoying. I mean, it is what it is, it is a charmless concrete bowl, and that like everything that I that you described it as, it was. I think Daz is right, there was a big crowd, and there was a, it was a T20 game that really mattered, so that kind of ramps it. I mean, in fairness. Um, the viewing positions from everywhere, and we watched. Some, we watched. We, we went to various different points, didn't we? Viewing positions were excellent everywhere. It was easy to get served. It was easy to get food. It was easy to get out, just as well. It's charmless but efficient. And if you're going to build a new ground, it's got to be on the edge of town or on, the, uh, you know, out of town. I didn't hate it. I I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it. Fair enough. Which means I should love it. I know, right? <laughs> Peter DeSomberg <laughs> should enjoy the automated beer <laughs> systems. I didn't use the. I thought there was going to be um, serve your own beer pump. Yeah, I didn't, there wasn't. I didn't. We should one. say by the way, that's why we had drinks early on because we didn't I want to pay. Eight to pay, pay yeah, eight pound. No, we only go to Hampshire to pay a We pay. did, as adverts told us to drink responsibly, yeah. especially as my mom's listening. So very, very true. Uh, and then we had a was-up in Andover afterwards, we where we were the three most attractive people. And had a people. very questionable kebab. <laughs> oh, oh, no. So, yes, Hampshire, result was poor. To get there was good. It feels like progress. We saw some good cricket. Hopefully, a stepping stone. So, in terms of T20, how, uh, we thought about it up by basic going a stock up and stock down on the players. But as they're all moving to Nottinghamshire, it seems kind of yeah. pointless. Um, Pat Brown, I'll say this, um, and I said it, um, I said it on comms when I was doing the BBC games, is that he's got Jade Dernbach about him, and that his stock ball isn't good enough. His slower balls and his bounces were great, but like Jade Durmarch, he got found out. Got found out the Telegraph. And, and... and Dernbatch went from straight in the England side to the most, uh, the third most expensive in one day cricket, and the fifth most expensive in T Twenty history. Do you know? Because they figured out how to play him. So meh. Do you know Jay Dermot's playing international cricket for Italy now? Sure do. That's amazing, isn't it? And doesn't um, Gareth Berg as well he used to play for Middlesex? Oh, really? I think he plays for Italy as well. Oh. There we are. The European cricket leagues, ace by the way. Oh, how it. Watch. it's hilarious. One other thing about the T20, I want to make an honorable mention for Finch, because I know he got loads of grief about being expensive, but he got expensive. He lost his head a couple of times late on in games, but I thought he's developed a really good Yorker and bowling early doors. I think think he's very good. So I'm, and like we said before, I'm getting sort of Finch Pennington vibes here. Yeah, yeah. We've said before that he feels like a Pennington mark II. Is he going to be as good? I think he's taken a leap and there, there is room for development there. So I, I enjoyed watching him grow. And it turns out Mitchell Santa's a much better batsman than we realised. Yeah. I mean, we said when he signed his game, is had come on leaps and bounds since he was an overseas player for us at the second attempt. So he was always going to be a different player, but yeah, he was. Uh, what's the phrase? they use? different gravy this year. Different gravy, different mustard. Yeah, They're just mustard, isn't it? Being a different mustard is can all you be gravy. A well, you can if you are whole no, grain and Dijon aren't? and English, yeah, uh, and Colonel, obviously. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to take Jim's uh, Jim's role, but I, he he bigged up his AOB, didn't he? I feel we should we should oh, yeah. give him his moment. Oh yeah! Oh, no, oh yeah! No. <laughs> right. Look, any of a business? Normally, it's um, it's playful and silly and all that sort of stuff. But quite clearly, we're not doing this. This is like... Um, well, we've done group therapy. This is bloodletting, isn't it? We're letting it all out. We're letting it all out. And we're letting it all hang out. Because, like we've said, cricket's gone a bit silly. So we're just airing our grievances. And we'll probably get back to the kind of um, Benny Hill theme tune style stuff that we normally get up <laughs> to on this pod. So any other business, it's my turn. And I want to go back to members versus supporters. And I'm not going to labour the point. We are not members. I look forward to seeing you try. You, <laughs> that's a gym day, gym day are, special. Yeah. Are you implying that I lay on a bit thick, Peter? Um, so, we're not members because we've got jobs. That's okay. <laughs> Just leave it there. Uh, but what if, what if we could be members? I'm not saying we need to win the lottery or even quit our jobs. Although both of those things in that order would be ace. <laughs> I love my job. Don't fire me. What about a non-match day membership? Okay. Hear me out. Talk us through it, Jim. The members are ace. Without members at, at county cricket clubs, they're knackered. Yeah. We need them. They are the lifeblood. There are so many, so many uh, important things that happen because of them, and without their money. Game over, right? So this isn't a war on membership. This is a, how do we expand it? How do we turn the supporters into members? A non-match day membership where you pay, say, I don't know. I haven't figured it out exactly, but say 25 quid at the start of the season gets you a membership to Worcestershire County Cricket Club, but gains you access to no games of cricket. But what you get for your 25 quid is you get to be part of the members forums and have a say on how the club does things. You also get, I don't know, your usual sort of small discount in the cafe and in the club shop and that sort of thing. So it encourages sales in that sense. It gives a small lump sum, you know, from one person. But if there's lots of people who are like us in 30s, 40s, 50s, even 60s who are still working, who would put in a small amount of money, and then you can add on your tickets. So you can be like a priority group for tickets. So you've got membership, then you've got priority group one, like supporters clubs, and then you've got um, non-match day members as priority group. one. So when it comes to big games, you get first choice there. And you can then add on your tickets. And you can work it any which way you want. You can say like 5% off each ticket. So it becomes uh, incrementally more valuable to you to be this non-match day member. And what the club gets in return is that lump sum. You get like a 1,000 people doing that at 25 quid a pop. That's money in the coffers guaranteed. And they haven't lost ticket revenue. What you also get is you get a diversity of membership with different views, different needs, different um, ideas as to how to go about things. And it makes the club more inclusive, better representative of the fan base in general, and potentially more progressive in a world where cricket is under attack, really. So it mobilises people like the people that listen to this podcast, does, do, you feel, do you feel like we're on Dragon's Den, <laughs> and we're the dragons? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I know this feels odd because it feels odd to me. But I feel like there's a there's something in this. I, I I can't figure out what a problem would be with it because it also, from a membership point of view, it means that it's not like it's not like membership's a closed house. But there are so many things that preclude certain people from being allowed to. Well, from it being worthwhile well, financially. It's almost like buying a shareholding, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's a bit like, well, again, I would go back to football, and I'm sorry, but Exeter is a trust-run club. So as a trust member, I don't have a season ticket because I don't live in Exeter. It'd yeah. be mad. But it means that whenever decisions are made, as a trust member, and I pay my couple of quid a month, which is 24 quid a year, I have a say in everything. And that's great for them because, like, I'm just someone they can sell more stuff to me, and they can market to me and this, that, and the other. I'm more likely to be spending money on Exeter City than than someone who isn't a a trust member because I've already expressed support and interest and in everything else. So I'm trying to think, what's the downside here? There must be one, otherwise, it's surely it would exist, right? Well, I like it as a concept. Um, and I think cricket in general needs to be more dynamic in how it goes about things. This this notion that you're a member or you're not. We've touted in the past the idea of things like weekend memberships. So whatever game happens to be on that day, you can kind of get into. And, you know, things that cater for more demographics. So that your, your average person, ECB scheduling and all that kind of stuff means you can get in. So the idea that you can have a say and maybe get some discount off things, including match tickets potentially, or games that if you turn up today and you're a non-match day member, you can get in free today. You know, last last day of a four-day game, just bring your card down, you can actually get in. I like bringing that sort of thing on board and everything you mentioned about diversifying views and everything else, absolutely love it. I think the f- uh, fundamental point is how are decisions made in the club? Is it a members-run club, like we're told? And if they are, how do members make those decisions? because I know of members who have never been balloted for anything about the major decisions in the club. So if it is a members-run club, your, your idea is dynamite. If it's not really a members-run club, and you're not really getting a say, you're paying money to get a discount. So I think that's the yeah, only downside. That's a good point, because we don't actually really know how how potent or impotent the membership are. And then I suppose within the membership group, some you know all members are equal, but some members are more equal than others. And I'm not saying that's true of Worcestershire because I genuinely don't know. But no. having but having worked at Lords and been an employee of the MCC, it was very true. Um, you know. All animals are equal, but some animals aren't. Well, I mean, you're, to you're to go, to go animal dif- farm. different levels of membership anyway, aren't you? So yeah. that, that, that's fine that that's a, a, a thing if it needs to be. I mean, I think it's a great idea. You, you can add it in with... So you've got the, like, the £99 T20 ticket at the moment. So you can make that yeah, 100 which is, which whatever, is... 120 quid or whatever and make that a... Hey, people who just buy that ticket can become members... That's a good point because they're in the evening or at weekends, and sometimes at half five because we've got no floodlights. It's a bit tight, but at least there's there's the opportunity for a little bit of flexi time and and, yeah, you know. Because a a, a few years ago, before I one one thing that COVID was great for is it's given us free access to cricket matches on live streaming and everything else, which has been a major step forward. But before that was a thing, I was kind of thinking of developing like a digital membership, so which is sort of what you're describing, isn't it? Where you get access to matches through streams but obviously that's null and void because you can watch them free anyway and you, you they couldn't do it so anyway. it so contractually yeah contractually possible, they yeah. can't but so yeah I think it's down similar lines you get some perks you get a say you get to vote great and the club can tailor that and and sorry the club get working capital yeah in to you know spend on you also get you get a database of people who you know you can target with stuff yeah I mean I sure they have that anyway but just as a just as a concept because I think if county cricket's going to succeed and thrive it needs a strong unwilling fan base and it needs it mobilizing um it just as i say it's more dynamic we, we've argued for years you know it used to be that in the club shop you could only get things like duncan fernie kit and, and a photo of the player that you could eventually have signed and we suggested ages ago and we're like oh if you try putting some funky t-shirts in there we used to have our i'm like, yeah. smarter than the average bear t-shirts like, put them in the club shop because a parent might not be able to spend 40, 50 pounds on a replica shirt, but they might say, Here's a tenner, get yourself a t shirt. Just yeah. do more to get more in, whether that's money, people, views, crowds. Just, just do more. Be yeah. my, be, I'm doing the thing you do where yeah. I'm putting my arms in the air. Just yeah, do more. Just doing big arms and saying, Just be better. No, what well, I will say on that, actually, with the club, which is something we haven't talked about but sh- absolutely should do, the fan experience this season compared to last season has been excellent. I will point that out actually since we've been to games because we're talking about it. Just yeah. it feels like they are. It feels like in terms of the um, when you roll up to the ground and know um, the crocodiles out there, you get this great greet. Everyone's positive and friendly. The attitude's brilliant. Getting a pint, you know, with the Warwickshire game, we got yeah we got yeah getting How did served. Oh no, different... yeah, I wasn't I wasn't at that one. Did you get served quickly? You were there. I wasn't. Warwickshire, you and I were oh, there, yeah, was, yeah, 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 yeah. It forget. must have been a memorable oh, experience <laughs> in my company. <laughs> Try and forget that but, Right, so. <laughs> yeah, I got to say all about the 10 issues seconds. With, that's right. All the issues with getting your bag checked and everything else and getting, getting a pint, gone. And the what we've seen on social media um, this season of people talking about turning up to games and people even having their first games there has been great, which is really, really positive. And really, really, that's a lot of reallys. How imaginative really. I am. Uh, encouraging. Because, again, that's what brings people in. And I suppose my driver, really, is the idea of having people having more of a say on the direction of the club or at least expressing a preference. Because then that will inform the decisions made by, whether it is the members as a group, or whether it is Lord Overprotector Giles or um, uh, Chairman <laughs> of Thanos, they will then go, OK, we've got a sizable group of people here who have an informed opinion on what they think they want. And that will direct policy. We need the noise now. At the House of Commons. Yeah. 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 Order. yeah. Order. yeah. Um, um, does the honourable gentleman agree with me? <laughs> no. Only you agree with you. I think you said once. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing more exciting on, on Prime Minister's Questions time when, when an MP that no one's ever heard of from a backwater says something really boring about their constituency. The yeah. Prime Minister then has to agree with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can we <sighs> can we end on a, yes. a Sad note. Oh crap! But oh, silly it. note. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once again, a shambolic performance by Nar the Crocodile in the race. Oh, that was awful. So I'm not being funny. No, you're right. You're not. Absolutely. I I could do a better job than that. So get me in. This is what we need. We need Daz next year. I I wouldn't finish last. We've done mascots, so we need new Roadrunner. We need Daz in the outfit. No, we don't. We need an athlete in the outfit. And we're going to win it. I think if you strategically place a a uh, I mean i mean is a good point pie somewhere the near the finishing yep. line that lad our Daryl Butler is going to get somewhere near first place he will he will he got- will face palm kids out the way for <laughs> yeah, a meat based pastry treat absolutely I'll steal it off them as well the road runner point is a good point because that giraffe thing that Lancashire have got is a very easy costume to run in for a start it should be uh, handicapped in some way I think. To well, him well, like give a Tonya Harding and just crowbar him in the yeah. knees well, didn't he cheated know. anyway didn't he why didn't we say as part of the deal for Pennington to go to Knott's that they had to take Niall as well just to get him off the books also by the look, way I, <laughs> look, also I, by the way it was a bloody monsoon at Edgebaston that day and a crocodile has lost to a <laughs> giraffe on home conditions <laughs> Jim summarise all of that and sign us off uh, Right, well, there's there's quite a lot to unpack there, uh, not least the people who are failing to run in mascot suits. Daz, you are passionate about this. I respect that. Former Worcester City mascot, Daryl Butler, he wants a piece of the action. I'll be honest with you, I quite like Niall. He seems like a nice dude. I see what you're saying, though. Maybe he needs a sidekick of some kind. Nice dudes don't win trophies. Nice guys finish last. <laughs> and on that note, here's three guys, sizeable rants. We are back be honest with us. Are you kind of regretting it now? (laughs) I think we are. We'll catch you later, Pairs fans. Peace.